0: You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Around about this time on a Sunday, we always get the chance to chat to James McConey. It's a little bit earlier than usual because there's quite a bit of material, but you'll be sure to add the extra two or three minutes to your invoice. James, how are you?
1: Oh yeah, I'll do that for sure, but how how much sport, I'm, I'm still buzzing and also stressing from watching penalty shootouts, that's how I feel. I'm
0: feeling. waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, reliving it all. Uh, before we get to that, uh, we've seen Rugby World Cup squads named in the last seven or eight days or so, the All Black squad and then Eddie Jones unveiling his Wallaby squad during the week. Eddie Jones, James, genius or, or, or just a little bit deluded?
1: Um, well, he's definitely crazy, but he's a smiling, crazy man, you know, and he enjoys the fact that he is. And I, I know that the headline was that he dropped Michael Cooper, I mean, Michael Hooper and Quade Cooper. But they've, I don't actually feel that sorry for them because i have had so many opportunities, 125 tests for Hooper, 80 tests for Cooper. But I actually feel sorry for guys like Pete Samu, Len Ikitao, Jed Holloway. They're at their peak. And this was their chance to actually go to a World Cup. And I just feel like Eddie hasn't been paying attention. They're, they're really good test players.
0: Oh, Absolutely they are. And I see Sonny Bill came out in, in support of, I think him and Quade Cooper are quite good friends, and, and maybe that sort of is part of all of this. But talking about experience at World Cups, and you look, I, I don't think any team has ever done any good in any game of rugby without a decent first five. I'm not saying Carter Gordon isn't, and Ben Donaldson isn't either, but they've got six caps between them they're not going to win a World Cup with those two guys in the 10 jersey, are they?
1: Well, that's the thing. I'm even a Bernard Foley fan. If it wasn't for him having the little tete-a-tete with the French referee last year, the Wallabies would have won that test in Melbourne. So I think Foley actually knows how to run a game. I think Cooper does as well. But that's the thing. That's where he's taking you. right. That's the biggest risk. And really, players like Hooper and Samu, they should be the guys who are on injury reserve cover because I think they... They would make an immediate difference to to their team like I do like um eighteen year old fullback Max Jorgensen I think it makes sense he's a huge talent this he could just be a breakout star but the more I look at it I think okay they've Eddie's gone um, rogue he's he's kind of lost the plot but that's what he's always been like really
0: I look at their poll and it's probably a among the in fact, it's probably the easiest pull. You've got Portugal and Georgia in there, but then you've got Fiji and Wales. Fiji beat Japan by I don't know, it thirty odd I think it was thirty five twelve the other week. Um, Wales only just lost to England overnight and and beat them last weekend. is there a is there a universe in which Australia doesn't get out of this Rugby World Cup pool?
1: Yeah, there is. Absolutely. I mean, they got a fright last time, didn't they, against Fiji? I think there's, you know, they they seem to um, stumble their way through a lot of World Cup pool games these days Australia. They're not the, I guess, the consistent force they were. And maybe that's what um, Eddie Jones is thinking. By being conservative, you get the same um, wallabies we've always had, you know. Um, And the more I look at these World Cup squads, I think the risks that... that, um, that some coaches are taking and some coaches aren't is, is all about, like you say, the, the scare in a in, in a pool game. And in, in just going back to our all-black squad, I feel just looking at it, I've had time to look at it, I think the only player who should feel aggrieved is Brad Weber. That's the only guy because of how well he played all year. And if Aaron Smith goes down, you'd want Weber to start a test match or a semi-final, I think.
0: Yeah, no, very fair assessment, I I, I totally agree with that Let's move on to the FIFA Women's World Cup which has been just extraordinary and last night, that shootout drama in Brisbane 20 players of the 22 stepped up to take spot kicks I don't know how they do it, I said to my wife I would crumble under that pressure I would absolutely fold like a pack of cards Incredible theatre though
1: yeah, it is. It's amazing. I, I mean, you, it's so hard to watch sometimes. I, I found myself walking over to the kitchen, which I frequently do, uh, to the fridge. But the thing is, like, I just find it so stressful. And of course, the 19-year-old player for France who missed, Vicky Becher, I was, she almost scored the winner, but Mackenzie Arnold was just having a huge night, even though she did miss her chance to seal the game with, by taking a penalty herself. But her saves were just instrumental. And I was talking to my friends in France, and um, they were saying that Australia deserved it. And I I think that's pretty much right. I think Australia played the the better football in the end, even though France had a great start. But honestly, penalty shootouts, I think it's too tough on on teenagers because I'd much rather... When Rapinoe missed, I went, that's fine. She's going to retire a legend. She's already won two World Cups. But it's just so harsh, isn't it?
0: For a 19 year old Absolutely it is Absolutely Hey now so Australia Now play England um, When Australia play England In anything Who do you cheer for?
1: Um, it varies But in uh, in this case It's going to be Australia
0: Yeah for sure and,
1: um, and I mean Just riding that wave And of course They've got their Their X-Factor player Their trump card Sam Kerr Is just coming back From injury And meanwhile England still have Lauren James Suspended after she Stood on, on a Nigerian Player in their Round of sixteen games, so that that adds more intrigue. But yeah, it's it's hard to say. And the Ashes, I was almost going for Australia until that stupid stumping, you know, the run out of Beastro.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, you're allowed to change. Yeah, and yeah. cricket, an Ashes series gives you plenty of opportunity. What's that? Five, 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 five is twenty five days. To yeah, to it's a job and change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, just back to the rugby. Did you see that tackle by Owen Farrell? this morning um, on on the Welsh player that Adam sent off yellow card initially, upgraded to a red. He's got incredible form in this area. And they're now talking about Owen Farrell, the captain of England, possibly, well, he almost certainly missed the start of the World Cup, but they're talking about an entry point of six matches. That I mean, That's the whole World Cup apart from the final.
1: Yeah, I know. And there's two things to consider here. One is that Owen Farrell has previous, as um, Warren Gatlin said, like he's this evil criminal, but he does, he does he, he's always going high leading with the shoulder, no arms so I mean that's, it was direct contact to the head, it should be a six a six week or six match ban um, and that's uh, I mean I don't know what's going to happen really with it, I'd say it's going to get downgraded, I, I reckon he'll miss the pool games, that's about it um, yeah. but um, Owen Farrell has a massive tackling problem apparently he went through a course in January, on how to tackle better, so he's been he's been told.
0: Is that like one of the courses that you and I have been on, where you know you get sent along to this course to learn ABC, and you're really just there for the for the uh, those little mints that they wrap up and you know and put on the table and 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 lunch.
1: Yeah, the biscuits. I mean, this is the thing. Owen Farrell, um, he, he's he was destined to wear the number ten. Steve Borthwick is very concerned. He's one of the conservative coaches, and he, and Marcus Smith the first five he, he played so well against the All Blacks in the draw last year he was pretty much out of the 23 now he's going to be forced to play him in some capacity it's going to work in his favour because Marcus Smith is an absolute breath of fresh air and, and can run the ball you know so it, it might actually work out for England
0: Hey Warriors last night they, um, they weren't great by their own standards against the NRL's wooden spooners, but they won the game. Is that kind of the, the most important thing, or with the last three games not quite being where they would like to be, is there Is there an issue here or not?
1: Um, yeah, I think there is. <laughs> That's spluttering a bit. Uh, the Tigers are the wooden spooners. Dane Laurie carved us up a few times. Um, there are a few cracks appearing. However, if Dallin Martinez-Elesniak can still score tries while in mid-air with 99% of his body out of play, then we've got a chance.
0: I've never seen a player yeah. sorry Jim I've never seen a player be able to do that as consistently as him And that you're right he's and when he they don't even check it because they knew that he yeah. got it down
1: I know it's him they look at his reaction they see the mullet they just go oh, i have to try we're, we're okay with that um, so I do think that even though I've got the easy run home Manly St. George Dolphins um, in the first two at home looking at the top 8 I think the Warriors match up best against the Raiders and the Sharks so, but if we have to play anyone else in that top eight, I think we might be in trouble. That's,
0: all right. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's finish with the Premier League. Um, I, I kind of feel like we should just give the give the trophy to um, to Manchester City, and then just have bets on how many goals Erling Haaland will score.
1: That's the thing. I saw um, actually weirdly when I switched over, I, I heard that the Arsenal kickoff was delayed, and, and the penalty shootout was. It was still going, I can't remember or vice versa it was um uh, it was uh, it actually was the second game, wasn't it? yes anyway it was there was a lot of drama going on all is all I'll say and then um and then when i w- watched the the e p l it wasn't anywhere near as intense as what the World Cup was, you know it was just but then Erling Haaland managing to score two goals from the first game of the season, I think he might go a goal a game. Now, Pallet almost did that for his entire career. 93% was what he did. But I think 38 games in the EPL, Piney, a goal a game from Haaland.
0: So that, by my mass, that's 38 goals. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're really good at... Actually, that's, oh, that's spot on. I actually had 35. <laughs> but right, 38, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. Hey, thanks for taking a bit of extra time with us today. Always love sp- uh, talking some sport with you. We'll do it again next Sunday.
1: Cheers, Piney. Take care, mate.
0: You take care too, James. James McConey, part of our Sundays, one of the most popular parts of our Sundays. Catch him on, the Craig Goes Wild, Kiwi Football Fix, Alternative Commentary Collective, where he is just sensational, and across all of your social media platforms as well. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB, weekends from midday, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.